Welcome to the Gifford Provider Podcast for July 2022. Thanks for joining us. I'm Scott Fleischman. I am the communications specialist here at Gifford. Gifford Medical Center is a nonprofit critical access hospital, federally qualified health center with a total of nine locations. The medical center here in Randolph, we have a 24-hour emergency department, inpatient rehabilitation units, a renowned birthing center, accredited cancer program. We have advanced diagnostic imaging and surgery and pediatrics. We'll get more into that in just a few minutes with our guests. But you can go to GiffordHealthCare.org to find all the services that we provide. We also have, like I mentioned, locations throughout central Vermont, from Berlin to Bethel and Chelsea, Rochester. We have our Sharon Health Center. And our last podcast, we spoke with Kate Clementi, who is our physician assistant, who is helping out orthopedics down at our Sharon Health Center. That was our podcast last month. So check that out. You can see our podcast on YouTube. We also are available on Spotify. Google Play, Apple Podcasts. Download it, give it a like, leave a five-star review, comment on it. That just helps us. Time to uh, get into our conversation and our guest this month. It's Dr. Rebecca Kincaid, a pediatrician here at Gifford. In fact, she's a brand new pediatrician here at Gifford, uh, just here for a couple of months now and fitting into our team of pediatricians very well. And we're just so happy to have her and coming all the way from Utah. Welcome to the show. Well, not coming from Utah today, of course. It came to Gifford from Utah, Dr. Kikade. How's it going? Great, great. Happy to be here this morning. How are you? Doing all right. And, uh, you know, we had a chance to speak um, when you first arrived and talked a little bit about your background. And it is um, pretty cool. You know, I've lived out West as well. And um, to um, kind of just pack up and head east it's um it's not especially with a family it's not something you can kind of take lightly but you know when you visited your friend you had a friend who works uh, in medicine in in rutland vermont and you came out here to visit during the pandemic right and and just fell in love with it tell me tell us that story yeah so last summer um i needed a vacation so badly and normally we go to canada but the border was still closed and so we decided why don't we get a something that's a little bit close to that so we went to upstate new york and vermont and i visited one of my really good friends from college who lives outside of rutland and my husband and i just loved it so much that when he got home my husband said we have to live there and i said sure and so I started looking at what jobs were available out, out in Vermont. And this just looked like the perfect opportunity for us. I love living, the idea of living in a smaller town, smaller community where everyone knows each other. Uh, I'm really excited about going back to doing full spectrum medicine where we do deliveries and inpatient medicine as well as doing outpatient medicine. Um, and I just, I'm really excited to live in a community where everybody knows each other. And it's really nice because at least as far as availability of activities and hobbies and things. I love to ski. I love to be outside. I can do very similar things here that I did in Utah. It's just the climate's a little different in a good way. 
Yeah, I think, um, but, but like Utah, Vermont, all four seasons, and if you mm-hmm. live in Vermont, it's actually like five or six seasons <laughs> when you count mud season and like second spring. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you went online, did a search for jobs. You go to giffordhealthcare.org slash careers. We have so many uh, opportunities right now, both clinical and non-clinical. So you could be, you could apply for an RM position, but if you want to work um culinary you can apply to be part of our kitchen staff we have environmental services positions as well so again go to giffordhealthcare.org slash careers and see if there's a job that fits you tell us a little bit about your history in medicine where does that come from and um you know why choose pediatrics so i am part of a long line of doctors in my family. My grandfather was an um, internal medicine physician. My dad's a neurologist. My mom's a retired OBGYN. So it was definitely part of my everyday life growing up. And my parents made it work well for our family. And so I had always just assumed that was going to be a really great path for, for me to go in as well, just being in medicine. And I've always loved working with kids, even as a young teenager, I babysat. And so taking care of kids has always been very natural for me. I have kind of a a silly personality. And so I just, I love that about kids that they're always just so happy and silly. Even when they're sick, they still want to talk about race cars and unicorns. And I just find that very refreshing and joyful now that I'm an adult. (laughs) Um, so pediatrics has always been the direction I, I knew I was going to go in. Uh, I, went to medical school at Indiana University, which is where I'm from, Indiana, and then ended up in Salt Lake City for residency and for my first job because I love skiing and I love being outdoors and I have family in Salt Lake City. And it was a great place to do training because the volumes of patients, so many babies, so many kids to see. And then once I got out of residency and had a family of my own, I realized I would really like to be out of the big city. I'd like to be in a place that has lots of nature and space to explore and big yards like I had growing up. And so this, when I came to visit Randolph, I was like, this is where I meant to be. This is where my kids are going to grow up. It just has all those things. What part of the Indiana did you grow up near Indianapolis or Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. You did grow up in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. So you did have big city life growing up. Sort of like, unless you actually live downtown, you like, I lived very close to downtown, maybe like five or five or so miles from downtown, but we still had big yards and lots of trees. It's very suburban. Um, and you know, I missed that being in salt Lake, it was small yards, not much grass because of the climate. And, uh, I really wanted to have all that greenery back again. Colts fan. Um, you know, I'm not a huge sports person. I like to do sports, not watch them. 
<laughs> that that's okay, especially if you. Were, I'd rather you say you weren't a sports fan than a Colts fan. So that's that's good. Oh, but you, okay. I mean, but were you growing up there when Peyton Manning was in his prime? Or oh I mean, yeah, uh huh, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. That was actually exciting. That's kind of the first time I got actually excited about sports. I was like, wow, there's some good stuff coming from something Indiana. to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like that when when I played soccer. I played soccer for a really long time and um never could watch it just hate watching it but i like yeah. i i like playing it but i don't like i don't like watching it and um basically, it's like doctors basically, watching shows about doctoring it's you just find all the things that annoy you about it like that's not real that's not how that works yeah same when when i watch a newsroom anything about a newsroom show you know any show uh-huh. that's set in a newsroom it's like that's not how it goes that's not like, how it works that's yeah. not how it works but mm-hmm. um so okay so you've um come here to randolph and you joined our team of three other pediatricians mm-hmm. joe pelletier courtney riley and christina, christina Cola. yeah mm-hmm. and so talk about the dynamic there cuz these are i mean three great people who, you know, Joe's uh, and Christina both been here a a while now. Courtney's been here, left, came back. So um, they're very seasoned, right? And they know this area and they know um, Gifford. How's it been fitting in with them? It's been great. They are a great group of people. They seem to get along very well, which is so important to me to have a work environment that is fun and enjoyable. We all have to spend so much time together and deal with a lot of very stressful things. And it's very important to me to feel that kind of support and family, just warm feelings, taking care of each other, because this is a really stressful career to be in. And especially now in medicine, it's been a hard last two years. And so that support is so important. And I felt that even when I came out to interview, when I had dinner at Josh White's house um, with his family and the whole Pete's group. And I, I just felt like, wow, this is a group of people that I could be friends with and work with. It was just, it just felt right. And so far, it's been great. They've helped me a lot to just get used to the system and get back into the swing of doing inpatient care. So I'm, I feel good. I feel supported. And you mentioned Josh White. So uh, Dr. Josh White is Mm -hmm. uh, Gifford's chief medical officer and also works in our emergency department as well. And a great source of knowledge here at Mm -hmm. Gifford. And we use him uh, whenever the media reaches out for inquiries and please our guy that we send him out there when, um, and he's, he's um, knows what he's talking about. So it's great Mm -hmm. to have him representing Gifford. Uh, Talking about the dynamic with the four of you, you know, knowing what I know, it seems like each one of you have different kinds of personalities, different kinds of ways of doing. Like, what do you think you bring to the team that um, kind of fills in and makes it makes it complete? Oh, good question. Um, I like to think that I bring a very positive energy to a group. 
I am very much an extrovert. I love being around others and I love getting to know people and their families and their background. And that's one of the reasons why I love pediatrics in general is I just love getting to know my families, the patients, and then their parents, and to follow them through such a long period of time in their lives. And so I, I really hope that I carry that positive um, energy and that sincere sense of interest in other people and their lives into the work environment as well. Um, I do feel like I also kind of sense the feelings in a room and can help when people are stressed out to try and add a little bit of comedy to things and help just see people see the brighter side of stressful situations. As far as like different medical pieces that I'm really interested in and that hopefully I can fill in um, some niches in the group. um, I am very interested in mental health care, especially for teenagers. Um, I'm very interested in lifestyle changes and management to help us deal with the stresses that are part of everyday life right now and are really affecting people. Um, I also had decent experience working with patients with eating disorders as well in my last clinic. And so I'm, I'm hoping to be able to use that experience here as well, especially being in a a very rural community. I'm assuming the access to eating disorder care, should it come up in this population, um, would be few and far between of people who take care of that population. So hoping to use some of that expertise. Sprain an ankle or twist a knee? Don't waste time waiting in the emergency room. Gifford Healthcare provider Kate Clemente is seeing same-day orthopedic appointments at Gifford's Sharon Health Center. My participation in sports throughout my lifetime has given me a great appreciation for the myriad of injuries that athletes can suffer from. Contact Gifford's Sharon Health Center, 802-763-8000. 802-763-8000. GiffordHealthcare.org, caring for you for life. So I assume since you've you're, you've just been there now for for a few weeks, several weeks, are you taking on new patients as, yep. at the moment? Or you're, Bring yep, it on. Empty schedule, looking to fill it up. Yeah. Well, I've I have felt like I'm definitely needed here. Every day, I get filled up with all the sick visits and injuries that are coming through. And it's giving me lots of great experience for knowing what kinds of services I can offer here, which has been amazing. Like I feel like I can do so much here and it's so much easier to do. I can see a patient in the office who fell and I'm pretty sure they have a fracture. I can send them across the street get their x-ray done, bring them back here. And then we just figure out where we get the splinting materials from. We walk over to the ER and get the materials we need. I can splint them and either see them back here in clinic 
and I could do the casting myself or I can send them over to ortho that is so refreshing to be able to have everything in a centralized location and to not have to deal so much with wow, where, what facility can I send this person to, to get an x-ray done based on their insurance? And will their insurance cover this splint or will it cover that? Like, it's so refreshing to be able to just, if they can come here, we can do it. And to have that, I I don't think you can emphasize it enough to have that in a rural environment in a small um, community like that, to have all of those options, have everything connected and you don't have to wait you know, three weeks to go yep. get something like that to, to, to x-ray mm-hmm. or, um, yeah. you know, same, you know, we, we talked last month with Kate Comanti down and Sharon about same day appointments. Now she can see same day appointments. If you twist an ankle, um, yeah. you don't have to go to the ER. You can come mm-hmm. in and get seen. And, and the same, I, I imagine you, you're seeing same day patients yep. as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to keep those kids and those patients out of the emergency room is so nice. So nice for the families. It's so much less stressful for them and so much better for the healthcare system to be able to save the emergency room for the higher acuity things that really need to be there. Maybe a fracture that has poked through the skin and actually needs sedation like that to be able to send that to the emergency room and keep the volume to that is so nice. So I feel busy and needed here already. Plenty of patience. One of the things is plenty of patience. One of the focuses you really want to make an impact with is with teenagers. First of all, let's talk about, you know, where that comes from, where, you know, the passion for working with teenagers, where that comes from? Um, I think that it, for me, has to do with some of the experiences I've had in in my life where I remember as a teenager, it being really hard to talk to your parents about things that you are experiencing, emotional issues, trouble at school. It's hard to talk to your parents about it. And as a teenager, I did some therapy that really helped me work through some anxieties that I had that were really getting in the way of my functioning. And it made a huge difference for me and got me to where I am now. And I do realize that one of the wonderful benefits of therapy is just to have that third party outside of your emotional bubble, meaning, or your support bubble, like your parents and your siblings and your friends, someone who's not emotionally connected or tied to you to help you work through some of those really difficult things is really important. And teenagers specifically developmentally, they're going through the time in their life where they are appropriately separating themselves from their family. They're emotionally preparing themselves for when they do leave the house and move on and have to take care of themselves. Um, But that also can be really difficult when they're having a hard time emotionally. Is that natural pull away from the family as they're developing that sense of independence But then also, if they are struggling, then figuring out how do you help them? And that third party of 
a therapist or a, you know, your pediatrician that you know and trust, having that extra person outside of the family to talk to um, about the really difficult stuff is so important. And everybody needs at least one trusted adult that they can ask anything to and not feel judgment, uh, not feel like they're going to get in trouble. And for some kids, most kids, it is their parents, but for some kids, it's not. And so to be that extra trusted adult in their life is an honor and a privilege. And I'm so happy to be that person for them, um, no matter what the concern is. Um, keeping one thing that I do find that is kind of tough in the teenage population, I think as a community, we are very used to taking our little kids in for their regular appointments. You know, up until kindergarten, we see kids for their regular appointments. And then after kindergarten and especially into teenage years, it starts dropping off. Kids don't come in every year for their wellness visits because they're busy, because it's hard to take time off of school to come in and see their doctor. Um, we have sports after school. It's just life gets in the way. and it still is so important to keep your kids coming in every year for their wellness visit because that wellness visit continues to keep that established relationship, that connection with the child and the family. And also the screening things that we do help identify issues that maybe parents have some concerns about, but really don't know how deep it is. Um, especially when it comes to mental health care, we screen all of our teenagers for depression and anxiety and screening for thoughts of self-harm, suicidality. It is incredibly important. And in a, even like the wellness visit situation, that's the best time to start talking about those kinds of things. You, you know, and I've said this, I think, on this podcast a couple of times. I mean, you have a you you have a physical every you know, you're supposed to have your physical every year, right? Mm -hmm. Reflexes, you know, heart, chest, lungs, you listen to all of it. And there's nothing like that for mental health. And now more than ever, I feel like if you are going to have a physical, you should have a mental health physical mm -hmm. as well once a well, year. That's at why least once a year, right? Yeah, well, and I prefer to call it a wellness visit because I think that encompasses more of like the whole person and the whole person includes your physical and your mental health needs. And one thing that's really nice about being in primary care is that we do have a large spectrum of health concerns that we do cover and we can adjust. We have our standards of things that we are supposed to cover in every wellness visit, but if we're seeing in the community that um, we're seeing a lot of kids with lead poisoning, we can adjust. We can do more lead screening so that we're catching kids before they get sick with it. If we see and in the United States, we're seeing a lot 
more mental health issues. A lot of kids with depression and anxiety that is becoming very severe. Suicide is one of the leading causes of death in teenagers now. And we've adjusted. We've adjusted from not screening for mental health care issues to every patient when they come in for their wellness visit, their just normal physical wellness visit. We screen everybody for depression, anxiety, and suicidality. And I, I have been surprised and parents have been surprised when their child by themselves fills out the screening questionnaire and they answer I've thought about harming myself several times this week. Their parents are shocked. They have no idea. And then when we start getting into it, there's a lot that they aren't telling people about that we can really help and we can prevent it getting to that most severe point. But unless we screen, unless we ask, a lot of kids are just going to keep it to themselves. There's a lot of support here. There's a real work-life balance here that you'd be hard-pressed to find one that's much better than this. Silas Tanner, chef at Gifford's Strode Independent Living Facility, tells us why he joined the family at Gifford Healthcare in central Vermont. Both of my daughters were born at Gifford and I had a great experience. So when a friend of mine who works at Gifford reached out to me and said that there might be an opportunity to work here, I jumped at the chance. Gifford offers competitive wages, retirement plans, and health benefits, including dental, vision, and disability. There are employee discounts, on-site parking, and child care. We have immediate openings for culinary staff to join us in our Randolph kitchen. If you've been living and working in the food service industry for a long time, and maybe the mom and pops organizations have been a struggle, you're going to find the opposite experience here. Apply today. Head online to giffordhealthcare.org careers. Gifford Healthcare, caring for you for life. Obviously, the last couple of years have made it worse. Mm-hmm. Um, can we bounce back from that? Do you think that that these teenagers who have gone through this pandemic will be able to, you know, get through those two years of isolation, mm-hmm. lack of education in, in some instances, no, no, obviously, you know, not being social, missing mm-hmm. out on that? Yeah, I've I've felt very sad for many of my teenage patients in this being, you know, say you're in high school, this is the most important time socially for you in in a teenager for creating those long-term social bonds and friendships and what kids have missed out on in not having proms and graduations and celebrations of these major milestones in their lives has been sad, really, really sad for these kids because these are important moments in their lives. Um, But I think we can bounce back. Um, One thing I feel really strongly about is that as adults, we have to still model for our children what it is to be a community and what it is to be a family and to help each other 
And I think that if we can come together as a community and show that we care about each other and that we can step up and help each other, that we can heal as a community and the kids can recover from all these things that they missed. Kids are strong, kids are resilient, but they still need help when they need it. And so I think we can, but we just have to come together as a community to help each other. How do you crack that shell? Like, how do you do it? Um, I think as far as cracking the shell, like for the community or like in a specific patient situation? In a specific, specific patient, you know, you know that there's something there. And you're trying to get to it. Like, how do you, how do you get to it? How do you break that wall down that, you know, that they put up? For me, I I think it's just being very warm and friendly. um, Being very clear about being non-judgmental about whatever's going on. And also being very honest about what the consequences might be be and doing that up front. Um, all teenage patients, I try to spend a few minutes talking with them without their parents, because sometimes there are things that they're embarrassed to talk about in front of their parents. And every teenager, I always tell them, you can tell me anything. And I don't have to tell your mom and dad, as long as I feel like you aren't going to hurt yourself or hurt someone else. If safety is involved, I have to get a parent involved. And so just being very honest from the very beginning about what's private and what's not, um, I think that helps teenagers feel safe. Like they can talk about things, they can open up, um, and that I do really care about them. And then sometimes it takes several visits. If it's a patient that I'm really worried about their mental health or their physical health, and I feel like I haven't quite gotten there yet, we'll have one visit. And then I'll say, let's follow up on this in a few weeks and have them come back in so that you can continue to establish that relationship, establish that trust, make it clear to the kid that you really do care and you want to make sure that they get better to just continue to work on it and, or help them find someone who can help. During those teenage years, clearly you see the, you see physical development mm-hmm. when you're from 13 to 17, where are the, where is the mental development? Where is there, a, is there a prime area where the, where mentally there's a development for a teenager? I think it's all along and even into the early twenties, you still have plenty of brain development that's happening, which is why legally kids are not supposed to drink alcohol till they're 21. Um, Why there's a lot of concern about kids smoking cigarettes, vaping, um, using uh, marijuana products, derivatives, those things. 
they can affect your mental development, even into your early 20s. And so there's a lot of concern about substance use in teens because it can affect them long term. So it's a spectrum like everything else, but that development happens for over a decade. Wellness checks that you're talking about, it's a good time to do that is before we head into the school year. I mean, there are students who play sports that need to get their physicals done before the, the mm-hmm. school year starts. And it probably doesn't hurt to get a wellness check too before the school year starts. Talk a little bit about the importance of getting everybody in. Before, you know, the, the summertime is a perfect time to do it. Get everybody ready for the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as a parent myself, um, I definitely empathize with people who get into the situation of, oh crap, you know, camp starts next week and I haven't gotten my child in for their yearly physical. Oh wait, it's actually been two years since I've got them in. Um, So I think that it is extremely important to have because I feel so strongly about the relationship that um, the wellness visit creates with a family and with a child. I think that it is important to have that yearly visit and to come up with a schedule as a family of this is when we do our well visits every year. Many families will pick, okay, I'm just going to do it the week of my kid's birthday every year. Or we always do like the first week of summer. So that, and I get all my kids done during that first week in the summer, whatever works for your family is, but come up with a routine and keep the routine. That's a good way to remember. Um, summertime is a great time to get your regular wellness visit done. Um, because kids are out of school schedules can be a little bit more flexible. Um, All four of us are here throughout most of the summer, so we should be able to fit people in for their wellness visits. Um, And most of those will count for their sports physicals for next year. And that also gives us an opportunity to screen kids for mental health issues that they might be experiencing that we don't know about. Um, Because we'll do that at all of our teenage visits. And again, you're seeing uh, same-day appointments as well. You can contact our pediatric department, 802-728-2420, 728-2420, and get that stuff scheduled now so you don't forget because um, it's Life a good- Life gets in the way of our best intentions. So That's right. Here's your reminder. Yeah, I mean, you go get new clothes for the school year, right? You go you go clothes shopping to get new sneakers, new whatever for the school year. You know, that should be kind of on that list, you know, as well mm-hmm. to, to, ch- to check off before you go back to school. Yep. Any summer plans? You talked about um, having, you have two children. You've been, mm-hmm. a, you know, your first summer in Vermont, just getting here. Any big plans for the summer? Any exploration? I am going to learn to mountain bike. I am going to do it. I kept trying in Utah and Utah was just too scary for me. So I am going to learn to mountain bike here. And then I'm finally going to go back to Canada. My family's got a place in Canada. The border is open. Now that I live in Vermont, I can drive glorious. 
Um, so we're going to go spend at least a week at my family's place in Canada. Oh, that's awesome. I, you know, it's living up here and just driving over the border. I mean, it's, it's so cool to watch the, the terrain kind of change, even though you're, you're, you're not really that far apart, but it's just something about the zoning or, or whatever you just, it's so different. And mm-hmm. when you, when you come over the border and it's something you look, you know, when you drive over it, that's when you get that experience. I don't think when you fly in it, it really hits you as much as when you drive over the border. Yep. How mm-hmm. everything changes. Rebecca Kincaid, Dr. Kincaid, thank you so much for joining us um, this month and just happy and, and glad to have you. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All right. Now, again, if you're uh, watching us on YouTube, uh, give us a like, subscribe to the channel and um, leave a comment. There are plenty of videos on the Gifford YouTube page. We have all of our Gifford provider podcasts and other videos. We have testimonials and um, all the services we provide, including our big fundraiser in August, the last mile uh, walk and run, bike ride, motorcycle ride. It all supports end-of-life care uh, end of life care patients and their families. So um, uh, you can register for that by going to lastmileride.com. But again, on our YouTube page, you've got all the videos there as well. And uh, again, if you want to reach out to Dr. Kincaid or any of our pediatricians here at Gifford, it's 802-728-2420. We have more information on all the services and locations that uh, we have here at Gifford by going to our website, Gifford Healthcare. That's going to do it for this edition of the Gifford Provider Podcast. And we will see you next month for a new topic here. Take care.